we, we, uh, in unity, we do celebrate Jesus. We're glad for Jesus. We're glad for the teachings attributed to Jesus. We're glad that, uh, for the example, we're glad for the myth. We're glad that we have something in our history that reminds us to come together rather than to be separate and fight for what we can get. Rather than trying just to clobbering somebody over the head with a club because they have something I want. Because it didn't, because we're fleshly beings and uh, from the, it seems from the beginning of time, man has been trying to satisfy the flesh more than the spirit. And then Jesus comes along. Now, lots of people came along, but he's the one that got the notoriety. Uh, found a way that he, all of a sudden he found spirit more enticing, more satisfying than eating the best candy bar, than having a good piece of cake, than whatever would satisfy the ego or the, the flesh, which is still a part of the ego. And so he liked this understanding so much that he wanted to pass it along to, to everybody, to everybody, to bring people together. You know, his, when, he, when he preached, it brought people together. When he did his, well, we call them miracles. And what is a miracle except an everyday event that we don't understand how in the heck it could have happened, but it did happen. And, and he couldn't have broken spiritual law to make it happen. That means whatever it is said that he did can always be done. And, and that, that includes uh, the feeding of the 5,000. That includes the raising of the dead. That includes love when you are faced with hate. That means being able to go into prayer and have a spiritual realization when the hate you face is your own. And so to pay attention to all this and say, oh, oh, th this, this is what he did. Uh, he knew it could be done. And he said, and if I can do it, you can do it because it is the same source within us that's doing it through me. So just pay attention to that same source that's in me that is also in you. Pay attention, and that's why I ask Kenneth to sing love in any language, because that same source, it's, it's the voice for God, can speak to all of us from wherever we are in and in whatever language we understand it. When I do my journaling with spirit, spirit speaks to me in a way that I can understand. When somebody else is still having a conversation with spirit, spirit is speaking through them in a way that they can understand, in a voice that they can understand. And so what I have discovered is spirit, the voice for God, is not limited to any uh, particular language, dialect, not even limited to a prejudice. It can get in there and show us how to love, or at least advise us on how to love. Now, <clears throat> again, Easter is all about the resurrection. It's the point of it, and that's the lesson within us. So I'm going to read something here today. This was said by Unity's co-founder, Charles Fillmore, on Easter Sunday in 1914. Now, I've abbreviated it. 
because I didn't need to read everything, quite frankly. But I, I took the parts that I thought could pop for us to zip into our uh, consciousness so that we could awaken to it. And we start with the realization that man is spiritual being is the highest point of consciousness. So, could you realize that you are spiritual being? What do you think? Yeah. How about you guys? Yeah. Steve, which one on camera am I on? The center one, okay. How about you guys? Could you realize that you are spiritual being? Yeah, sure, why not? But, could you realize that the person you are the most afraid of or seem to hate the most is also spiritual being? And that spiritual being isn't based on behavior. Thank goodness. Because quite frankly, a lot of us in this room would be in trouble if our spiritual beingness was based on our behavior. Anybody? <laughs> Anybody? Anybody forgotten recently who they are, what they are, that they're a spiritual being? But today we come together to be reminded so that you can leave here reminding yourself, oh, I am spiritual being. And so is my neighbor. Whether I like them or not, my liking or disliking my neighbor has nothing to do with the reality of their being. Thank goodness. And that's the kind of thing Jesus was teaching us. I don't need them to be different for them to to, to, in order for me to know their spiritual being. And I relax a whole lot in the realization that I know my neighbor is also not a spiritual being, but is spiritual being. It's the highest point of consciousness. And I love Mr. Fillmore said, man never realizes what he is until he knows within himself that he is spiritual. And this is the resurrection the conscious knowledge that I am a spiritual being and that all things are in essence spiritual. That all things in essence, or that all things are in essence spiritual. And, and so to realize that, and so man never realizes what he is until he knows within himself that he is spiritual. Now, that's not to say we run around telling people, oh, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. I've heard that for so many reasons, and years. And I thought, mm, I'll be the judge of that. Let me watch, let me observe you for a while and I'll decide how spiritual you are. I get what they mean. They don't know how, they're looking for a way to define their spirituality. And they don't want to define it by organized religion. And that's why I say come to unity, because unity is so disorganized. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> It's a joke, but it's true. It's funny because it's true. Uh, and, and so to, to have the realization, oh, I'm a spiritual being. And, and some people say, I don't need to go to church. And I say, I think you do. <laughs> Judging by the conversation we had recently, I think you do. <laughs> and, and, but... To have that wonderful realization, I ha I've had that realization a few times in my life, and I've forgotten it many times in my life. I'm a spiritual being, and all things are, in essence, spiritual. All things. Because, well, let's just remember, everything we see, everything we're sitting on, the floor, uh, the chairs, our rear end, are all come from a divine idea. 
It all comes from a divine idea. So all things are, in essence, spiritual. This realization brings man into absolute being. This is the effect of who all has been to the church on Tracy Street in uh, Kansas City? The very first Unity Church. No, the old one. Okay, so you understand. That's where this was first read. Uh, it was on Tracy Street in Kansas City. So if you've been there, picture the sanctuary. I thought I'd say that. If you've been there, picture the sanctuary. Teresa, I know, has been there. I know some others who have been there. And, and so this realization brings man into absolute being. This is the effect of prayer, the creative prayer, the prayer that brings about the evolution, the consummation of all evolution, the union between God and man. Now this morning, let us enter into this supreme consciousness founded upon the understanding that there is but one life, one substance, one intelligence, and that all things express that life, that substance, that intelligence, and they express and manifest it according to their understanding of themselves as that life, that substance, and that intelligence. Now we will enter into the consciousness of this great life by holding silently in the secret place, way down deep in the soul, this, I know God. I am from God, and God hath sent me. I know God, I am from God, and God hath sent me. I know God, for I am from God, and God hath sent me. Could we say that together? Let's break it down to three parts. I know God, say it again. I know God, for I am from God, for I am from God. And God hath sent me. And God hath sent me. Let that resonate in you for a minute there. Actually, a moment. This is the great mind itself that we are commuting with, communing with. I know God, for I am from God, and God hath sent me. Let us all hold that. Now, man never knows himself until he finds himself in mind, in spirit. And that's where the truth of man's being is. Now, what is the truth of man's being? What could that be except that aspect of himself which does not change himself, herself? Please, please know I am I'm meaning to be all-inclusive here and using some old-timey language. But to realize, oh, the truth of my being is the part of me that will never change. It is the blessed part of me and it is the blessing part of me. It is that perfection in me, which will never change. And that I need to look for in myself, but I also need to look for it in you, especially you. And I, uh, it is the part in me that I need to look for in everybody. In everybody, because that's how I'm going to be at peace with everybody, rather than in judgment of everybody. Because even the people we seem to love the most, we still have a few reservations about. You know, oh, I wish they dressed differently. Oh, I wish they did this differently. Oh, I wish they breathed differently. You know, whatever it is. And it's like, no, Spirit, just show me the perfection I'm willing to see. Show me the part of them that's never going to change. Show, show me the light 
part of them so I can see the light part of myself. And show me the light part of myself so I can see the light part of them. And, and, and to go with that around and around and around, the part of us, the truth of our being. And so when this truth of man's being is un unfolded to him, he sees that he is in power, that he has authority and dominion over himself. Who wants dominion over yourself? <laughs> Wouldn't that be the coolest thing? that I would never have to eat a candy bar again because I can't bear not to. That I would never again have to have all of the ice cream because I'm afraid of leaving it. Used to be cigarettes, used to be alcohol, used to be lots of things. It's still, but, but food and candy and stuff, that, that's still a big part of my uh, ignoring the truth of my being. It's a part of my where I have not claimed dominion over myself. Where I just have to say that last word. You know, I don't have to say that last word. That last word has nothing to do with the truth of my, my, my being. But dominion over myself because I know the truth of our being. Okay, so... But, okay, let's keep going. Now, what is man's self? Why, he is spirit, soul, body. Does this mean that man has dominion over his body? Yes, perfect dominion in the Christ consciousness. But there must be that lifting up. There must be a resurrection of man's thought before he can have true being. So here we go. Back to the resurrection. Now I tell you, there's another quality. There is a mind that moves things. And what does it move? It moves everything. The mind that moves the hand. The mind that moves the eye. The mind that moves the liniments of the face is an intelligent mind and a powerful mind. Remember that Jesus said to his disciples after that resurrection, after he had come to all consciousness or a consciousness of himself as a spiritual being, all power and authority is given unto you. Go forth and proclaim this power and authority, this mastery over all things. Now, and there's a note here. This is not a perfect quotation from scripture, but, but it's... If Jesus said, all power and authority is given unto you. He didn't say all power and authority is given unto me, so you must bow down and worship me. You must forever credit me with everything. He said, all power and authority is given to you. And I'm here to remind you today. And why do I know all power and authority has been given to you? Because it was given to me too. And I'm not special. I'm not unique. If I got it, you got it. Now, I have accepted it. I'm quoting Jesus here about himself. Uh, Jesus, I have accepted it. Now, will you accept it? Will you accept that all power and authority about yourself, dominion over your life has been given to you and you have the power to shape shift, which means to Shift shapes. <laughs> Just in case you didn't understand. Uh, so he, Mr. Fillmore goes on, then let us be true to Jesus Christ's teaching. In spite of all appearances, 
Let us enter into that spiritual resurrection and not confine it to the spiritual ether. But hold that this body is now lifted up. It is resurrected. It is resurrected from dis-ease into health. It is resurrected from limitations of every kind into the fullness of God power. It is resurrected from ignorance into understanding. Now this resurrection will bring you, if you make your affirmations, if you come forth in the spirit and power uh, of, the, of the teaching of Jesus, you will demonstrate the proposition. We are demonstrators. We are here for the purpose of carrying out the life instituted by uh, the Jesus Christ teachings. Is there anybody here who doesn't believe they are a demonstrator? Okay, good. You understand. You brought a body with you today. Everybody here that I'm aware of has a body. If anybody's here doesn't have a body, they have not made their presence known to me. So I'm counting on it being you guys and you guys. I manifested a body. I manifested a shirt and a vest, a pair of pants, a pair of shoes, a pair of glasses. I manifested all of you guys. I'm very powerful. You all manifested each other. You manifested me. And from what I can see, all of you got either a dress or pants on. So you manifested a body and a dress and a pair of pants and a shirt and a chair to sit on and a floor to put the chair on. You all manifested a way to get here today. I take all these things for granted, anybody? I, I completely take it for granted that I manifest this stuff. But why? Because I'm so busy wishing I had something else. Not instead of, but also in addition to. And that list could be very long. There's lots of things that I want on this earthly plane. And from what I'm reading here, I can have them all. It doesn't say I'll know what to do with them once I get them. But it does say I have the power to manifest because I am a demonstrator. Congratulations to everybody. We are all equal. We all have the power to manifest, including the meaning we give it. And that's what we have to pay attention to. We're so powerful that we can uh, attribute meaning where there isn't any. We can, uh, we can manifest meaning or demonstrate meaning that God itself does not agree with because God has no opinions. We can manifest anything and everything we want because we're so powerful. And so I invite us really to look at that and say, hmm, hmm. So if I am that powerful of a manifester, could I uh, take some old worn out thoughts, perhaps dead thoughts, uh, wishes, dreams that uh, were actually quite good for me, but I forgot about and I let them die. And would I be willing to let those thoughts resurrect today? Would I be willing to let the, the thought of health and well-being resurrect in me today? Would I be willing to allow the thought of harmony that I had let die, resurrect today. Would I be willing to do that? It is a day 
to take to remember all that stuff. So I'm just going to say finish with this uh, part from Mr. Fillmore. I would say to you, everyone, you can be that which you desire to. You can fulfill this law or you can ignore it. But your true life, the life designed for you by God in the very beginning of your being, is that of the awakened Christ. You must not only resurrect this body, but you must ascend into the pure spiritual consciousness with it. Then you can spread it abroad. It will become a seed in your heart and in the soul and in the very flesh of all, all be beings, and you will know what it is to abide in the Christ mind. The Christ in me is awakened now. But all of you know that with me. The Christ in me is awakened now. So it is. Happy Easter.